Many great things about Oklahoma entering the SEC. Near the top of the chart is the fact that we get to go back to Knoxville. What an incredible environment that was. And we welcome in now the longtime legendary voice of the Tennessee Volunteers, Bob Kessling. Bob, good morning. How are you today, sir? Good to talk to you again. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm your recovery going well for you? Yeah, I had I've had kind of a tough summer. I've had uh, had a knee replacement uh, several years ago that got infected, so I had a couple of surgeries, and so uh, I'm what we're less than uh, four weeks away. So I'm in training camp right now. Like the football teams practicing football, I'm practicing rehab and being re- make sure I'm ready to go September the first uh, when we take on Ball State. But it's good progress. I had a uh, meeting with my doctor this morning, and I think everything's going great. So. I'm, I'm blessed those, to get good treatment. As long as those golden pipes work, that's all that matters once the kickoff that's, rolls as around. As long as I get in the booth and get in the seat and get locked in, I'll be good. <laughs> well, tell me about year one of the Josh Heupel era. From afar, it seemed like it went pretty well. It really did. Uh, I, I think everybody came in with uh, kind of curious about, is this offense really going to be as explosive as – Coach Heupel keeps saying it's going to be. Is it going to be as exciting? They're going to put up all these big numbers, and and he didn't disappoint in that uh, aspect. It was um, really an interesting transformation of the team. They got Joe Milton in from Michigan, big strong arm guy, uh, physical quarterback who clearly won the job uh, in fall camp um, and came in and was really impressive, and then. The season starts, and it didn't really translate on the field. And uh, Tennessee lost to Pittsburgh, and people were kind of scratching their head. But Milton got banged up in that game, and that opened the door for Hendon Hooker to come in. And the one thing that Hendon Hooker did, he ran the offense. He didn't turn the ball over. He made good plays. uh, And suddenly Cedric Tillman, who had been a guy who had only caught like eight passes in his previous two years at Tennessee, suddenly emerges as an all-SEC receiver, and he and Hooker combined to um, just be electrifying on the field, and the offense took off, and they're putting up 40 points a game, and, and they're playing Alabama uh, toe-to-toe into the fourth quarter and Ole Miss into the fourth quarter. And, and uh, so it, it gave people a lot of excitement that, uh, uh, indeed, that Josh Heupel, you know, he was selling the offense, but he had to prove it on the field to, to the Tennessee fans and to the recruits, and, and he did. So there's a lot of excitement about this offense and how many points they can put up and 
you know, can they get up there and knock off one of those top dogs in the SEC this year? That's kind of the hope. And they got Hendon Hooker coming back. They got Cedric Tillman coming back. What What's the uh, concern offensively for them going into the year? What's got to be figured out in fall camp? Well, who's on the other side of Cedric Tillman? Uh, you know, they lost Bayless Jones uh, and uh, and then Javon Payton, who uh, both really were pretty good on the other side. But they've got to come up with some of. They got a guy named Squirrel White. That's a uh, fantastic. A you lucky guy. dog. You lucky yeah. dog. I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> so we'll have we'll have a squirrel running all over the field uh, for him, and uh, so he's one guy. But they got to find somebody on the other side uh, to compliment Cedric Tillman to make sure you know, it, you know most defenses can take one player away from you, and so if they take Tillman away. Uh, you know who can step up on the other side, and and I and I think also you know Josh Heupel. Everybody thinks of him as this pass happy, you know, guy that just wants to throw the ball all the time. He'd rather run it, and he'd like to spread you out and run the football. And he's is still looking for that SEC caliber running back. You know, they've got a couple of guys that played last year, but it's not really uh, a guy that would really scare you at the running back position. Uh, and Coach Eiffel said once they get that type running back in here, that this offense will really take off. Now they've just got a transfer in from Clemson. They recruited a couple of bigger backs. they got two backs coming back from last year, Jabari Small and Jalen Wright. Uh, but they're kind of smaller guys. They're, you know, they're the 5'10 range, something like that. He's, he wants one of those 6'1", 6'2 backs that's got speed and can uh, really uh, you know cause some havoc inside. So uh, so improving the running game and finding somebody on the other side of Tillman are really the two main concerns as they as they get ready to to uh, move forward in camp here. How did uh, how did Josh handle the media game and the spotlight and uh, you know everything that goes along with being the head coach at Tennessee last year? Really good, really good. Uh, he, you know, he's like a lot of coaches. They get up there and they say something. And then when he gets done, what did he really say? You know, <laughs> did he really answer right, the question? Right. He sounded good talking, but did he really answer the question? Uh, but he does. You know, he answers questions. He doesn't uh, give you a, a whole lot of information. But he's not one of these. He's not short with you, and he he, he kind of uh, will kind of address you. Now, for me, he was a dream last year. If uh, if he told you that your interview or or a little you know he'd always give you time on Fridays, and if you told him it was eleven o'clock, you could set your watch to it. It'd be eleven o'clock. You know, some coaches will make you wait twenty minutes, or they'll you know you know whatever they'll because their time is really valuable, which he understands. But you know, our time's valuable too. But you know, Heupel is if he tells you he's going to do something, he's right there. And, and, and I complimented him on that last year. I said, you know, coach, I really appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, if you tell me to be here at 11, that you're here at 11. He said, well, that comes from my dad. You know, that he said that if my dad knew that I wasn't sticking to a schedule and doing things the way, you know, you tell somebody you're going to do something, you need to do it. said, my dad would really be mad at me. And so, uh, you know, of course his dad was a coach and all that kind of stuff. And that's, well, you know, Josh has learned a lot of the things he does practice-wise and everything from what he learned from his dad. So uh, he credits his dad for a lot of his success. And uh, so he, he he handled the media very well last year, and I think uh, uh, he'll do it as his team gets better. I think he'll be better with the media as well. What is the uh, general assessment of the defense going into this season? 
a lot of question marks. Uh, they they got some injuries there. They lost a couple of good secondary guys. One of those, Alante Taylor, who was really a he was kind of a lockdown corner guy. So um, you, you've got to, those guys are hard to find. So they they've got to come up with uh, a cornerback. They really got decimated at linebacker last year with injuries. Uh, they brought in Juwan Mitchell from Texas, and he really didn't play at all because of injuries. He's back. Uh, Jeremy Banks is back in the middle. So they, if those two guys stay healthy, they feel pretty good about the linebacking core. Um, they, they need depth desperately. You know, a lot of people do on defense, but Tennessee really does. Uh, last year, Tennessee had Matthew Butler uh, as a, a defensive tackle, and he would play 80 snaps in a game. And, you know, and that's unheard of for a defensive tackle to have to play that many snaps, but that's kind of where Tennessee was uh, with their depth. So they've got to develop some depth. They've got uh, Byron Young uh, and Tyler Barron on the outside. They think they're pretty good edge rushers that uh, have some experience and that can play, but they need, they need depth and they need some quality at defensive tackle. And then they need to have a couple of linebackers step up and uh, fill in the gap. So that, that'll be the, That'll be one of the tests. I mean, Tennessee just got worn down last year in the fourth quarter. Those games that they lost, you know, we mentioned the Alabama and the Ole Miss game. I mean, they were, they were right there. They could have easily have, have won those games if they had some more depth. But you could just tell that, you know, Alabama just, like they do a lot of teams, just really was grinding Tennessee, and, and they just didn't have any answers. And the same thing with Ole Miss. So, once he develops some depth on defense and uh, can you know get the last couple of minutes of the game instead of into the fourth quarter, then I think Tennessee will have a chance to win some of these big games. Uh, you know, the old saying is, uh, "That's enough about me. Let's hear what you think about me." So let's talk about uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's talk about us for a second. What are your feelings, and and what have you heard from the Tennessee fan base about the, uh, the Oklahoma and Texas coming to town? No, oh, I think everybody's thrilled. I, I, I think that people just think it's tremendous. You know, I think that it's the one thing you, you probably get the same questions there in, in Oklahoma about, well, how are you going to do this? I mean, how often? Yeah, they're coming into the league, but how often will we get to see Texas and Oklahoma come to Neyland Stadium? How are they going to work this? Are you going to go to nine conference games? Are you going to go to ten conference games? Uh, you know, I, the couple of years ago when they played the All SEC schedule. I thought that was great because every game was good. You know, you didn't have these bye games where you, you know, it's fifty-two to seven or whatever it is, and nobody wants to go to those games anyway. But you want to, you know, I like. I think they've got to go to nine games in the conference. I know the coaches will be. Do you like the three-six format that they've talked about? I don't. My head's spinning about all that. I have no idea how they're going to figure those things out, but. Uh, you know, Texas A&M has been in the league for, what, how long? We've been there one time. We played at Texas A&M one time, and they haven't been to Knoxville yet. So, you know, that, that's those type things. How are you going to figure this out and how are you going to – it's great to have them in the league, but if you never play them, you never see them, you know, what's, right. what's the deal? I, I don't know how they're going to break it up, and that's – Greg Sankey's pretty – he's a smart guy. He, he can figure it out, but – I, I think it's I think it's huge. I think you know just thinking about Tennessee and Oklahoma, Tennessee and Texas. Those games are they'll be special, and uh, I just want. It. But but Tennessee fans don't want to lose their games with Florida and Georgia and Alabama either. Yeah. I mean uh, Tennessee fans um, 
of course, there's some that say, well, why do you want to play Alabama every year? Because, you know, Alabama's so good. But there's, there's going to be a day where Alabama's not that dominant. But, you know, Tennessee and Alabama just have this huge, great rivalry. They've played every year forever. So you don't want to lose that the third Saturday in October game. You don't want to lose that. And uh, But, you know, Florida's still a big rival. Georgia's still a big rival. Uh, Vanderbilt doesn't want to lose Tennessee uh, off their schedule. Kentucky yep. doesn't yep. want to lose Tennessee off their schedule because right. you know those have been longtime rivals for those two schools. So uh, the, you know, there's a lot of a lot of bridges they got to cross before all this thing comes together. But I, I do think it. Now, here's the question: Do you think the SEC's done expanding? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I'd have, yeah, I'm yeah. done guessing, trying to guess what's going to happen in college football because it's. It's just crazy what we're doing. I do. We've spent a lot of time on this show, though, and on our station, kind of discussing the different possible formats in the three nine, where you have three opponents you play every year, or three six, I should say, is fascinating. Mm-hmm. But Tennessee might be the most fascinating team to try to figure out because, like you said, I feel like everybody's a rival with Tennessee. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. there are some schools where you can you can think of two, but it's hard to think of a third. Well, Tennessee's got like mm-hmm. six rivals, so pairing yeah. it down to the three you play every year for them would be an interesting exercise. Well, it it would almost be impossible because you know again we're talking about what it, what is Tennessee's druthers. Well, Tennessee would if you know they like to keep Alabama, Florida, and Georgia, but you also listen to the other teams in the league. Vanderbilt doesn't want to quit playing Tennessee. That's an in-state yeah. rival for them, and 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 Kentucky, you know Tennessee, Kentucky, they've been they've been that border rival forever, and and that's that's Kentucky's nearest rival, and so Kentucky doesn't want to lose Tennessee. So there's going to be a lot of backroom talking about how they're going to figure this thing out, and I have I have no idea where it's going to land, but uh, somebody's somebody's not going to be very happy when it when it's when it finally figures out that when they when all the dust settles, but. Uh, I think overall that uh, Greg Sankey does such an unbelievable job of keeping this league together and keeping them uh, at least uh, on the surface and in public that everybody's in great harmony and everybody's agreeing to what uh, what's best for the league. Although there'll be some people grumbling, uh, you know, behind their backs. I'm sure Texas A&M is still got their feathers ruffled a little bit that Texas is coming in the league. That's that's why they came to the SEC to get away from Texas, and now they're right back in there with them. So. But on the surface, Texas A&M, they seem to be happy campers. And uh, and I think that's a credit to Greg Sankey. Well, however it shakes down, shakes out, I hope it's not too long until uh, we get to come visit you guys again because the hospitality, the stadium, the fans, everything, just a wonderful experience we had over there in Knoxville a few years ago. So hopefully it's not too long before we get to come see you in all the sports. I'd love to – Get together for a baseball series sometime. That would be cool. Too. Yeah, that would be great. Bob, thanks for yeah, your well, time. I know it's been a tough summer, but thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Okay. Look forward to seeing you guys coming to Knoxville. Thanks, Tim. Right. Have a good weekend. See you, Bob. You too, buddy. Bob Kessling, voice of the Tennessee Volunteers. We did it, Teach. We got the we got the elusive Bob Kessling interview. And they love Josh Heupel in Knoxville. They love him over there, Teach. Sure they the do. The old sure lefty they do that right led now. Oklahoma to a national championship in 2000. They love him. 818 in the morning. We'll be back. The T-Row in the morning show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. 
Your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Technology solutions for your medium and small size business through Oklahoma and Kansas. Been doing it since 1952 rkblatt.com, or you can call them, uh, 405-943-9800. Air Comfort Solutions text line. The way TJ was getting after Bo Nix this morning, I had to go back and verify he wasn't a left-handed quarterback. That's from Southpaw Sooner. Look, I can uh, equally hate a right-handed quarterback just as much as a left-handed quarterback, okay? Mm. Mm. Can you? Yeah, I can. I can. It's a special kind of disdain you have. For You're right-handed. Lefties. I really don't like you. So, I bat, I bat left-handed in church league softball. <laughs> there was an explosion of texts at eight o'clock that I saw the screen just like, um, letting me know. Did they run the Chippy's on now? Chippy is on now. Chippy is on now. Chippy's on. Steely came walking into the station. Hey, they just played Stippy when I was Chippy when I was in the parking lot. Uh, this one says they played. Is it Chippy? Remember, somebody said we called him the wrong name yesterday. Uh, well, you uh, were calling him a chipmunk. He's a squirrel, so that's what they were calling Right, but him. somebody said it was like Shipley or something. Like uh, that, oh, yeah, remember? that's right, yeah. Uh, this one says they just played the uh, commercial. They do give a name to the squirrel who should be charged with manslaughter for the death of poor Chippy. I couldn't make out the name, but there is a part where another squirrel addresses the murderer by name. <laughs> Oh, we got to get there. Somebody record the commercial and send it to us, please. <laughs> uh, Big Bad Wolf just says, it's Friday. Yeah, Welcome to right, the weekend, right. boys. That's accurate. That is accurate. Are you going to the lake this weekend, TJ? I am. Is it a weekend? Attaboy. Yeah, Attaboy. I'll, be the, I'll be at the lake. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you're doing something to get down and support the state of Texas this weekend or not. You do that a lot. So uh, this Katie weekend, you're going down to the, to the state of Texas uh, Monday. Monday. So okay. Uh, you taking uh, you taking uh, Daisy to the lake? We are. Yeah. First week, first lake trip for Daisy. She's That's gonna, exciting. She's gonna realize what type of life she just uh, got adopted into. Poor thing. <laughs> What's up with the UFC weigh-ins yesterday at the OU football facility, this texter asked. We talked about it uh, in the 6 o'clock hour yeah. right off the top uh, of the show today. I mean, that was some uh, crazy video coming out of Norman yesterday with uh, everybody weighing themselves. I don't know exactly what was going on. We had coaches with microphones. We had dance music. We had guys ripping their shirts off. Everybody was excited about everything. Um, so I don't know what it was, but, uh, I know they were, they had, uh, uh, Schmitty in the air at one point, Tej. Yes. Body and it surfing. looked like a good time. It looked like a good time. I, like I said, at six o'clock, I have never stepped on a scale and not burst into tears. <laughs> so I don't know what it's like to be excited to step on scales, but these guys were excited. Were they given new shirts to wear home, or did they have to just go shirtless back home after they left the uh, facilities yesterday? Surely they got new T-shirts. Hang on a second. Uh-oh. I hear some music somewhere in the house. I was trying to figure out where it's uh, it coming from. It sounded like an ice cream truck. It does sound like an ice cream truck. 
That's a little creepy. Like, what if you're in a horror movie right now and you're about to be taken out by, like, the uh, ice cream man or something? Oh, you know what I think it is? So uh, on on this date came up on my uh, phone, and it was like a vacation we had three or four years ago. And uh, I sent it to the rest of the family. No, I didn't put music to it. Like, it... You know how the app kind of does it itself? Well, that's what it I mean. Yeah, some pictures it, it, together. It puts yeah. them together and adds the music, yeah. I think maybe uh, Jenny was looking at it, and that's the music that was a part of Okay. Uh, what were we just saying? Oh, the shirts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You think they gave them rip-off shirts? <laughs> they had to have given them rip-off Like, here's shirts. some shirts to destroy today while yes. we uh, weigh in? Well, I wonder if there was it. Like, we only saw an edited-down version of what happened. I wonder if there's anybody that got on the scales that, like, got booed. Oh, fatty. Boo. <laughs> Boo. That's what you get for skipping that workout. Right. Way to go, I chubs. I wonder if there was any of that that took place. Uh, this person says, I just heard that commercial. Chippy is a squirrel, not a chipmunk, sadly, but Roto Rooter right. is now a customer for life for me. <laughs> there you go. See? See, it works. It works. That's right. Uh, trying to explain ESPN Plus is a losing battle to people who still struggle with pay at the pump. <laughs> so let me try this one more time, okay? Everything that is going to be on national TV is still going to be on national TV. Football games, basketball games, college some, World Series. some softball ESPN games. ESPN sure, games. yeah. yeah. If ABC or ESPN or CBS or Fox is going to pick it up on national TV, like always, they're all still going to be on national TV, which means every football game except for one. That pay-per-view game is no longer in existence. It now goes on ESPN+. Plus. Everything else will be on ESPN+. Plus. Everything that isn't on going to be broadcast on national television We'll go on ESPN Plus. One location for everything. Easy to find. There's a Sooner Vision channel there. It's all there. It's going to play it live. We're talking about the pay-per-view football game. We're talking about 25 or so men's and women's basketball games. Tons of softball, baseball, volleyball, wrestling, soccer, golf, track and field, rowing, all that other stuff, over 100 games a year, in addition to what's going to be on national television. Over 100 additional games a year will be broadcast on ESPN+. Plus. In addition to that, you're going to get coaches' shows. You're going to get the press conferences. You already saw that at Media Day. They aired those press conferences the other day. You're going to get the huddle. All of the shows that we do all live on ESPN+. Plus. Everything airs live as it's happening on ESPN+. Plus. When the event is over, it will be archived on ESPN Plus, meaning you can search it and find it, and it will also be archived on Sooner Sports TV. I think there is a window of time there before they can put it on the streaming. I think it's like a day or two. I can't remember that for sure, but that's how ESPN Plus works. No more finding things on Bally's. All your stuff on national TV is still going to be on national TV, but everything else is going to be in one easy-to-find location now. Go ahead, Teach. What else you got? Where's Pet of the Week? Victor, I'm mad, oh. TJ. Please read my text. Calm yeah, down, let's, Victor. Let's do the Pet of the Week, Teach. How about our Pet of the pet Week? Pet of the Week. It is time for the Pet of the Week. 
TJ, what's our pet of the week? Brought to you by Dr. Otto University Animal Hospital and OKK9 Corral, your doggy daycare resort right here in Norman. Two locations, uh, play dates, uh, grooming, boarding. They can help you out with all of your dog needs. Our pet of the week this week is Sawyer. Sawyer is a two-year-old Border Collie Great Pyrenees mix, black and white, neutered, available for adoption at the Norman Animal Shelter. Um... it's almost like they caught him in a uh, in a bad mood in the first picture. He's kind of coming out of his uh, kennel there, and he's like, uh, "You guys woke me up for a photo shoot. I wasn't now ready for." Now we're gonna do this thing now. Yeah, and then then he's like, uh, "They were like, come on outside. We're gonna do a full blown fo- photo shoot." And then he's just a ham. He's laying on his back. He's like, "What's up?" <laughs> Shaking his head. His tongue's <laughs> flying all sideways. Uh, all black and white, like they said. And the uh, black and white's cool. Like his legs mm-hmm. are like all white, but it's like uh, like guy like he got hit with a black paintball. Um, then he's got it looks the like uh, chocolate chip ice cream. A little bit, a little bit. Um, not quite as big as what a uh, full uh, Great Pyrenees would be because of the mix with the Border Collie. So a large dog, but not as large as he could be. So. He yeah. looks, uh, in the one picture outside, he looks very playful and like he could be a lot of fun. Kind of ears are flopping in the wind and tongue is like just hanging out. It's a very big tongue. Uh, looks like a happy boy in that picture there. So if you're looking for a larger uh, sized dog, uh, Sawyer may be the one for you. This dog looks a lot like, uh, just size wise and face wise and everything, like uh, blue and stitches my boys dogs that were both rescues and are both just great dogs i mean they love to play they're friendly as can be and this uh uh sawyer reminds me of them a lot we got to get him a crimson uh a crimson pin and a crimson uh, uh, orange leash there leash yeah that's he's wearing red leash or orange leashes but um here's the inner sawyer you got uh, sawyer's adorable somebody should adopt sawyer Think about this is we were sent this on earlier this week. Yeah. Monday or Tuesday. So this dog uh, was available. TJ knew this dog was available in the state of Oklahoma <laughs> and yet drove down to the state of Texas to adopt hey, a Texas we dog. We have adopted from this program too. Ranger came from this program. I'm just uh, saying, I'm just pointing out well, you intentionally he, drove Sawyer's past a very Sawyer cute dog, not a to pug. go to Texas to get a dog a, from Texas. Uh, specific rescue. So unfortunately, Sawyer is still out there for adoption. Maybe, Somebody maybe, would it, like to maybe Sawyer's already been adopted. So adopt. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Sawyer. Hey, if somebody was interested in adopting Sawyer today, TJ, what do they do? Uh, contact the Norman Animal Shelter four zero five two nine two ninety seven thirty six. Make an appointment. Go down there at thirty four twenty eight South Jenkins Avenue. Check Sawyer the other animals out and uh, adopt a dog, perhaps cat i guess if you're uh, looking into that uh if you're around the state listening on the uh, squirrel maybe a squirrel <laughs> maybe uh, maybe a squirrel adopt the pet.com hey, you can see the pets in your area as well thanks to Put dr Otto, university animal hospital and okay canine corral all right uh we'll take a break practice number one today for the ou football team one of 25 as they get sent to open the 2022 campaign we'll be back the Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Huge day today as the Premier League gets underway uh, today, TJ. We got one game tonight to kick it all off. It's actually this afternoon here in the United States. 
Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. Who you got today, Teach? Arsenal I love eating at Crystal Palace back in the day as a kid. I'm going Crystal Palace. That would be an upset. That would be an upset. Of course, everybody uh, counting down to the Leeds opener tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., Leeds versus Wolves, 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Crystal I Palace will be still wearing open in places? my Leeds scarf for the game tomorrow morning. Please don't. Um, Crystal, Chris, now, Crystal's was the little burger place in the south. I think that still exists. There was obviously Chuck E. Cheese. What was the other one called? Showbiz. Uh, Showbiz Pizza. pizza. Mm-hmm. Showbiz Pizza is the one that's gone out of business, right? Um, Crystal Palace reminds me of the place in Indianapolis that had the – it was a pizza place in Indianapolis when I was a kid that had an organ that played, a giant organ. Yeah, I think that's the one that I'm talking about, too. It was an Italian place. I know that. Mm-hmm. Big old organ. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we thought that was so exciting, but when we would go to Indiana, (laughs) (laughs) every time we'd go to Indiana, we had to go to this pizza place and listen to them play the giant organ. And for some reason, it was very exciting. And now that I think about it, I'm like, why was that exciting at all? Why had video games and rooms with games and stuff too, didn't it? Yeah, I think you might be right. I don't remember. I'm a little ashamed I'm, now that I'm, I think back. I'm not thinking uh, very well right now, so I could be mixing up places. <laughs> How are you doing, man? I could be dreaming up places. How are you feeling? Oh, man. Um, Is this a dangerous work environment? It depends on what kind of danger you're looking for. I mean, not not too dangerous <laughs> for me. <laughs> Speaking of danger, did you see the uh, we, uh, did you see the Gabe Kapler clip yesterday? Uh, about him refusing to eat his birthday cake? No, I did not see that one. G- Gabe Kapler and I are in good standing, so what What did he do? Why is that? He injured and, me uh, once. He injured me once in BP what? with a home run ball. Line drive, shot, straight shot to my hand that my hand turned black and purple, shot off my hand, and some kid grabbed it and ran off with the ball. I ended up injured and without the ball. And was he playing for the Rangers at the time? Uh, yes, yes. What a horror story that is. Uh, hand completely black and purple. Like, it was gnarly looking for days. Hurt like you sorry, know what. Yeah. So I haven't liked Gabe Kapler since. He is also, you talked about Aaron Rodgers being a weirdo now. Yeah, Gabe Kapler is also. He's a weirdo. So I'm guessing he doesn't want to eat the birthday cake because he can't consume sugar or something because he's very healthy in what he eats. Psychotically healthy yeah. about what he puts in his <laughs> so body. So when you said that, I knew what was going on. So they brought him a cake yesterday for his birthday shaped like a steak. Okay? It, it's it's uh, frosted and shaped like a steak. Uh, in an attempt, I guess, to get him to eat it because it to trick him into eating it because it looks like. I mean, obviously, it's not a steak, but the joke is, hey, it's a steak. Maybe he'll eat it. Okay. <laughs> well, he refused to eat it and then gave this explanation as to. Um, How was your cake yesterday? I am embarrassed to say that I did not eat the cake yesterday. I um, is that two years straight? You didn't eat it. Yeah, you know, I don't. I I, I don't like to be like forced into it on a day like if i want to have if i want to eat something i just want to eat it whenever i want to my grandfather um, talked a lot about sort of like the freedom that he had on any given day and that the holidays didn't make his 
life any different or force him into making making any choices. I remember him talking about that a lot. I feel similarly. Like if I want to eat, I'll eat. If I want to drink, I'll drink. And it may be on my birthday, but it might not be. So I'm not. I don't feel the. Even though a cake showed up, I don't. I don't feel pressure to eat it. What? I don't want to be forced into eat. Hallmark's something. not going to make me buy your grandma a Valentine's Day card. She knows well, somebody, I love her every day. Somebody went to the effort to buy him a cake, make him a cake, and present him with a cake, but he doesn't want to feel forced into having to eat cake on the day that they want him to eat the cake. He's like, if I, I'll eat a piece of cake on a day in which I feel like eating a piece of cake. But you can't force me into eating a piece of cake. My just cheat it's day my is birthday. my cheat day. You're not going yes. to tell me when my cheat day is. And he got that lesson from his grandfather, who didn't like to be forced into eating certain foods on holidays. In other <laughs> words, don't try to give me turkey on Thanksgiving. I'll tell you when I feel like turkey. What a glorious life this sounds like, huh, Teach? Oh, eggnog in December? Not this, Grandpa. We're having it in June. Exactly. I don't know. He's probably going to live twenty that years a longer Teddy than me. So I, I don't mean to make fun of him, but I mean, come on, that's a little. Shouldn't you, if somebody buys you a cake, brings you a cake, even if you're on a diet, shouldn't you eat a piece? Well, even if it's a small piece, and say thank you very much. As a guy who was an extremely massive jerk is the word I'll use towards my wife when she threw me a surprise party on my fortieth birthday. Um, I can't, I can't answer that question. What did you do? I ruined the whole night for everyone. I was angry. I told her, I do not want a party. Don't throw me a party. And then. Were you mad about turning 40? I, yeah, I don't, didn't want it celebrated. I didn't want anyone discussing it. And I was a massive jerk. Everyone in the room knew it. You refused to eat your cake? I refused a lot of things that night. And. (laughs) I told the room, sorry you've wasted your time by coming, but I'm not going to have a good time tonight. What a jerk. I was a massive jerk, so I was a little bit of a How big was the fight over this? How long did it last that you and Katie were mad at each other over this? It was a pretty good fight. Is it still a sensitive issue? There were a lot of feelings hurt that night, not just with her, but friends. I was a massive jerk that night. Were you inebriated? No, not at that time. Uh, we you, this was we a had sober other stance that you took. We had other plans. She made me go to somewhere else, and I said, I know what's going on here. If I walk in there and there's a surprise party, I'm going to be mad. And it was on. And I just decided <sighs> to be a jerk. Drake was there that night. He still to this day likes to tease me about that. Drake, night. I need a I need I've a apologize to everyone a thousand times since then to my wife. But she knows when I say it now. Don't do that. couple of things. One, I can't believe you behaved in that manner. Two, I don't remember being invited to this 40th birthday party I, eight you years ago. You were. You were invited. I don't remember it. You were invited. I know you Maybe were. Maybe I knew that you didn't want a party, and I have respect. But you have to attend. understand when my birthday falls. So you were busy. Football season. It's September 1st. So, yeah, it was the Friday night, I think, before the first football game. Why were you so adamant about not wanting a party? I, I There was something about that 40th. I've already let them know, too, on the 50th. This got brought up with some friends the other day, and I said, no, we're not – don't do anything. Why? I don't want – I don't like parties. I don't like birthday parties like that. I, 
And if you want to tell me happy birthday, you socialize all the time. I know. So if what you is don't it about want, a birthday? If you party want to have a birthday like. party that's a not planned, you're party. going to the lake this weekend. You're going to get together with friends. You're yes. going to have food. Yes. That's all a party. Is. I understand that, but don't organize a specific birthday party for me. Like if it just seems to happen naturally. <laughs> That I end up you with like a, organic with a lot of bourbon parties. that night, which is probably going to be a Friday night at the lake anyway, <laughs> then that just happens. Do not plan me a surprise birthday party or a party in general. I don't know why I've become Katie's that way. I know everybody is. I don't know why I have become this way. She tried to Someone do something said midlife nice crisis. No, 40 wasn't as bad as 31. 31, it was the end of the world for me. That was my worst birthday ever. 31? No birthdays bothered me since then. The surprise party is what bothered me. So the age didn't. The 40 didn't. I would love to have like video evidence of you just walking around ruining there, your own party. There are listeners to listening right now that were like, "Yep, he was a major you know what that night." Sean was there that night. There are some others there that night that they can verify. That's as mean as I've ever been in my life. At least you're owning I, it. I own it to this day. I own it, and yeah. I've apologized. You're a owning it, times. and you're saying if you do it at fifty, I will behave that way again. <laughs> I'm out. I'm warning you right now. Oh, my wife well, guess what? Me. I am now, I would like to volunteer to be in charge of planning TJ's 50th birthday party. <laughs> it's going to be a blowout, nope. folks. Nope. All the listeners nope. are invited. Nope. I'm bringing everybody from OU. Nope. Uh, we're going to get the football will team involved. not show up. It's going to be a massive. Have a great party. Statewide birthday there. party for TJ Perry when he turns 50. Not up in September, here. September September 1, 2023. Three, folks. We, next year Put it on your 50. calendars next now. No. no. Is that right? Next year we turn 50? Next year we turn 50, dude. We're a few oh weeks away from God. 49. All right. Chris Plank joins us next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by R.K. Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. All right, this is it, Teach. You can get out of that place. You can get to the lake in about five minutes. Nah, I'll be around here for a little while longer. I'll enjoy. No, you got to get to a hospital immediately. You need to get to a hospital immediately. I'm worried about you. Hospital. We welcome in now Chris Plank for the crossover, brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Good morning, Plank. Some of us would say Toby, he's got a head start on his weekend buzz at the lake, but again, you know, hospital weekend all at the right, lake. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, That's true. What's up today, Plank? Well, how about your Raiders uh, last night, man? How about that, huh? Yeah, it was most of the conversation around Raider Nation was the shock that Josh Jacobs was suited up and ran the ball a little bit on their first two drives. So, you know, typically there's maybe three or four starters that even see the field, but, you know, Jacksonville had uh, a lot of their defensive starters out there. The Raiders had what many think is going to be you know, their first-team offensive line uh, that played the first drive, and Josh Jacobs was out there the first two. So, yeah, it was, it was fun to have football back. It was, I 
I'm one of those weirdos that loves Chris Collinsworth. I think he's great. <laughs> and so it was a, it was an enjoyable night. I think Trico's going to be really good in that booth on Sunday night football. Of course, last night was a Thursday night. They'll have the Thursday night opener. But I don't know, Toby, are you an anti-Collinsworth guy? And what do you think of Trico? No. Uh, I think Tariko's fine. He does he does nothing for me, but he doesn't annoy me, so he's fine. There you go. And uh, yeah, I got no problem with Collinsworth. I think he's I think he's uh, entertaining. Yeah, I got no problem at all. I didn't watch the game last night, but I have uh, what? I have no problem with. Well, we had Big Brother on last night, and um, and uh, I guess that's the only excuse I can come up with for not watching Raiders Jaguars yeah. exhibition football, or, or, or that it's an exhibition game and it's Raiders Jaguars. You just had to stop right there, and only either insane fans of both teams or degenerate gamblers are watching it. I'll watch a Colts exhibition play. game. You know, I'm interested in knowing how my team's coming together and stuff like that. I just don't care how your team's coming together. That's all. That's right. But that's right. I'm glad that's that right. you do. Completely I mean, understand. Um, what I else will is say, going though, on? I have, I have grown much more interested in watching more of the preseason than I ever have before because I do want to see. Like last night, I'm watching the Raiders. Curtis Bolton's playing a lot. He's getting a lot of snaps late in that game. Now, it didn't really go so well for him, but you root for a guy like that who's you know had a chance in Green Bay, got hurt, has bounced around a little bit, landed in Vegas. I'm reading this morning about Jeremiah Hall and kind of how things are going for him in Giants camp. So I'm like, oh, I want to watch a Giants game to kind of see how things are progressing for him. So, you know, the, the, the preseason has ratcheted up a little bit on that very selfish shooter front. But, yeah, no, no, I, I think I would completely and totally understand anyone that couldn't care less about Raiders Jaguars last night. It wasn't compelling TV. You got a Big Ten preview coming up today. Is that right? Look at you. That's right. In fact, it's uh, it's all in on the over-under. And uh, Dan Soder, comedian uh, in the show oh, yeah. Billions. Yeah. Coming up later today on the program, too, so I'm pumped about that. What time is Soder coming on? 11 a.m. 11 a.m. So. Right, I'll be tuned in for that. Chris, have a great I show guess. today. Have a great weekend, bud. Tell me you too, buddy. Talk to you soon, man. Thanks to Bob Kessling for joining us today. You find folks as well. We'll do it again on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.